It might be cold outside, but here, up here on stage, it is hot. So bear with me. I lose the jacket. I didn't intend to do that today, but, well, today's a new day. Here we go. Do it today. Anno Domine. This has been our two-part series, but now it's going to lead into our theme for the year. Do it today. We think about what are we going to do in the year of our Lord, 2017. And you think about all the things that you might want to do. First, let's start as individuals. What are, what are some of the things? You talk about New Year's resolutions and whatnot. Uh, but what are just some of the things that maybe you thought about that you want to accomplish? <coughs> I'm going to lose my voice from uh, leading the singing in that, so bear with me. Uh, you guys are probably going to be sick of hearing me talk by the time this is all said and done. But I want you to think for a second. What was it that you wanted to do? Did you want to lose weight? That's mine every year, especially in January, uh, because, man, you all bake really good cookies and cakes and sweets during the holiday seasons, and I eat a lot of them during the holiday seasons. So every January, I put on 10, 15, 20 more pounds, and I think, I'm going to lose weight, and I'm going to get in shape. Uh, of course, the biggest attendance for, for gyms uh, across our nation is in January. I have a buddy that owns a gym down in Florida, and he, he said that's his Christmas bonus. Every January, because people are coming in, and a lot of times they don't follow through. But sometimes, sometimes they do. Or maybe you said, this year I want to learn something. Or I have a project I want to do uh, around the house. I say, instead of saying, this is what I want to do this year, I say, do it today. Do it today. But now listen, sometimes things take time. You can't just say, hey, you know what, I want to be a rocket scientist, and you get to be a rocket scientist. You've got, you got to work at it, but why not start today? So whatever it is in your life that you're wanting to do, whatever it is you're wanting to accomplish, do, do it today, or at least start. And with your faith, maybe that's love. Maybe it's to share your faith. Maybe it's just to try. Whatever it may be, let's do it today. And, and what about predictions? Did you make any predictions for the next year? Of course, you, you know, who, who knows, but did you make any, any predictions? I, I only made one, and it's the same one I've made every single year of my life, and I intend on being right again next year as well. I predict that the Cubs are going to win the World Series again this year. Now listen, I was right last year. You all know it. Uh, but we'll see, right? Who knows? But what, what about for our church? What about for our faith? I've got some predictions for that, too. Here they are. I think that we'll have some good times, and I think that we'll have some bad times. That's life. The good and bad days. We'll have both good and bad days. It's part of being a church family. We'll experience loss together. We'll experience growth together. We'll have additions. We'll have subtractions. But what else? No matter what happens, good or bad, we're going to keep rejoicing what I think is going to happen in Hartford Christian Church in this year. We're going to rejoice today. We're going to do that today. And we're going to rejoice tomorrow. And we're going to rejoice all year long because we've got a God that loves us so much that he sent us his son. That's why we're here. Amen? But part of that, though, part of being here for that is because we want to learn. I think we're going to learn. I think we're going to grow in our faith. I think we're going to learn about God. And I think we're going to have fun doing it. Listen, going back to my roots here, one of the things I always did whenever I had second graders uh, at Latonia Elementary and 70 of them would come over to, to learn from me after school. 
the thing I always said at the beginning of class is two things we're going to do this year. We're going to learn about God, and we're going to have fun doing it. But you know what I was thinking this week? That's not just for secular. That's for every single one of us. If you have a job that, that you enjoy, you might not love going to work every day, but it sure does make life a lot easier, doesn't it? Guys, we have to enjoy our faith. And when it comes to learning about God, growing in Christ, expanding on our faith, that's something that we need to have fun doing. And I think that we should do that. So let's learn about God and have fun doing it. But the fact is, when it comes to predictions, really, who knows? James 4, 13 through 17 is going to tell us that. And this is just a few of uh, this 13, 15, and 17, just a few of the verses there. You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. You can, I can predict the Cubs are going to win all day long, but who, who knows if they'll even play baseball? Who knows? You don't even know for your own life. And, and instead of saying, this is exactly what I'm going to do, what we ought to say is, instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And then all the way down to verse 17, remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. We've used that verse before. That's a verse that's timeless when you think about your own life. That's why I say for this year, Hartford Christian Church, let's do it today. We've got work to do. Let's do it today. And maybe that doesn't mean it's all accomplished today, but at least let's start today. So here's what I think that we need, that we need to start doing today which, with each and every one of our individual lives. For 2017, here it goes. Number one, opportunity. It's something that we have every single day, but we need to capitalize on our opportunities. The opportunities that you have in your life, they, they, could, they could vary. Maybe it's an opportunity to share. Maybe it's an opportunity to learn more. Maybe it's an opportunity to do the good you know that you need to do. Colossians chapter 4, verse 5. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Now think about that one for a second. The next verse is almost the same. But live, live wisely among those who are not believers. That's plain and simple. We have to set the example of Christ. There's people all throughout our community who aren't at church today. Now of those people that aren't at church today, some are believers. Some just need a, a church home. Some uh, might have illness or other, other people that aren't part of a church. Maybe they believe. But then there's also some out there that don't believe. There's also some out there that think they believe, but they don't really know what that means. So what do we have to do? We've got to live wisely. We've got to set that example. We've got to take advantage of that opportunity that we know we need to do. And folks, if we go out into our community and we behave like the world, the world's not going to think anything different of us other than we're a social club. And we're not a social club. We're, we're a place of worship, a place where we are going to take the opportunity to worship God. So take advantage of your opportunities. Ephesians 5, 16, again, very similar. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days is how the rest of that verse would go. So we got to take advantage of the opportunity to serve, to share, to strengthen ourselves and each other. We've got to take every opportunity that we could possibly take to follow him. Now, think about that for a second, because you might say, well, I'm following him. But couldn't you follow him more? Couldn't you love more? Couldn't you share more? Couldn't you behave uh, even more Christ-like? 
Well, yeah, of course, we all could. Let's take advantage of every, make the most of it to follow him even more than we already think that we are. And when we think that we are doing enough, that's when we've got to humble ourselves. That's when we've got to think, you know what? I did have more opportunities last year that I didn't capitalize. There will be opportunities every single day. And we've got to do those things. So the next thing I think we need to do is be doers. We have to be doers. We can't just be sayers. We can't just be listeners. We can't just be sitters. We've got to be doers. James chapter 1, verse 22. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. James says it plain and simple, doesn't he? Don't just listen to it. Don't just know it. But actually do what it says. Act now, if you will. But we have to act thoughtfully. But we have to act boldly. But we have to do what the Word says, though. So we've got to speak where the Scriptures speak, be silent where the Scriptures are silent, and we've got to continue to follow that path. Now, when we're talking about be doers, I want you to understand, I'm not just talking about physical things. I'm not just talking about you getting up and going doing something uh, physically or manual labor or you know, whatever the case may be. I'm talking about with your own lives, with your own faith, with your own religion, with your own spirituality. Be doers. Emotionally, be doers. And also physically. Maybe it's a matter of you know about the opportunity that you missed to tell a friend about Jesus, to invite someone to church. Maybe one of the people I just mentioned that are out there that just think they're believers, maybe you've had the opportunity to say, hey, you know what, come, let's come and learn a little bit more. The fact is, let's be doers when it comes to the Word of God. This is what the Word of God tells us to do, to love, to share, to be kind, to follow Jesus. Folks, we can't be complacent Christians. So if we're sitting in our chairs today at home, eating our lunch, and we're thinking about today, we're thinking, you know what, everything, I'm good. I don't need to do anything else. I don't need to follow anymore. I don't need to be a doer. Then we are guilty of becoming complacent. We've always got to strive. Last year we've, and the year before, we've said we've got work to do. Folks, until the day Christ returned, the church has work to do. We will always have work to do. We've got to evict the bad, and we've got to embrace the good in our own lives. So when we're going to be doers, we've got to be doers with our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we've got to be doers with our outreach. And take the advantage of the opportunities to do that. So what else are we going to do? We know about our opportunities. We know we have to be doers. Now we're going to give maximum effort. Effort. What's your effort when it comes to these things? It's really easy to say, I do. I come. I participate. What kind of effort are you giving of yourself? Here's what David said to Solomon. 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9-10. through 10. I think it applies to us. He said, Solomon, learn to know the God of your father intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. And then later on in verse 10, it says, So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Now you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, Brother Mikey. The Lord hasn't chosen me to build a temple as his sanctuary. No, but the Lord has chosen you to be a temple for him. So take it seriously. Be strong. Do the work. Give that effort. 
You are a chosen vessel of God. So take the opportunity to do for him with maximum effort. And what did the beginning of that verse say? Whole heart. I think that goes for maximum effort. Give your whole heart. A willing mind. That one is what really stuck in my mind this week when I saw that. A willing mind. What does that mean to you? I can tell you what it means to me. What it means to me is I'm doing this because I want to. I'm following the Lord because I want to. I'm doing the things that he has asked us to do, or at least I'm trying, because I want to follow him. Not because mom or dad told me. Not because we've done this for years and years and years. But because Jesus Christ died for me. Because of that, we've got to give our whole heart. We've got to give our willing mind. And we've got to do the work. Again, the work, not just physical, emotionally and spiritually as well. Not just with outsiders, but also with them, but also with yourself. So take it seriously. Oh man, what more seriously thing, what other thing in our lives will we have that we should take this seriously? Our faith in God. What, what else is there? This is what's going to matter. The most. I promise you it is. Take it seriously, but enjoy it. See, again, that comes back and that kind of fits them all together. If we're taking this seriously and we're doing this with a willing mind and we're doing it with our whole heart, that doesn't mean that we're being a Christian like, ah, here we go, i got to give some effort. We're doing it because we want to. We're ready to do it. We enjoy it. We have that joy in our hearts and we rejoice with it. That effort is what's going to really put us over the top though because we have the opportunity and we're going to do it but now we've got to really give that effort and we've got to really want to give that effort so what else are we going to say we're going to yearn we need to yearn for god's love we need to yearn to understand what it is that he wants us to do we talk about that willing mind and that whole heart, but you know what? The fact is, this isn't where we could do what we want. This isn't for our glory. We want to yearn for God's will and to understand it. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Do you understand what the Lord wants you to do? I think that we do. And we know we've got to go through the steps of salvation. We've got to repent. We've got to believe in him. We've got to repent of our sins. We've got to be baptized. We've got to follow him. But what else? Do you understand what he wants you to do? To continue on being a Christian. To follow him. To love one another. To share the faith. We've got to yearn for that understanding of God's will. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. We've got to study. We've got to apply it. We've got to pray about it. And we've got to yearn for more. That's right. We want even more. Study, pray, and submit to God. Put it a part of your life. And then yearn for more. Submit to it humbly, willingly, with your whole heart. Folks, we, we need to understand God's will for us as individual Christians as well. He wants you to learn about him. Maybe starting uh, a back to Sunday school push here right at the beginning of next month. If you don't have a Sunday school class, why not? We'd love for you to be a part of it. We'd love for you to, to join one of our classes and learn more. We're going to be going through the, uh, the book that Scott has there in the bulletin. Uh, it's a good one. I, I've read it. It's good. 
promise you, it'll help you to understand our responsibility as church members, as Christians. We've got to, to yearn to want to grow, to really, really want it. Yeah, I know yearn's not your normal word, but you understand more here in a minute if you haven't already. See, the fact is, when we submit to God's will, and we're giving that maximum effort because we want to do and take advantage of those opportunities because we really, really want to, what it all boils down to is we've got to obey. We've got to obey every single day of our lives. That means we have to take advantage of the opportunity to be doers and give that effort and yearn for more. We have got to obey. So are we? And we can do more. Remember, obeying, it's more than just following and being to church and uh, going through the steps of salvation. It's also that maximum effort, that willing mind, that whole heart. Are we doing that? Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 through 15. You must encourage each other every day while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and harden against God. Remember what it says. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Today. So, today when you hear his voice, do you hear him? In your heart? In your heart. I hear. Do you hear him? What's he saying? What's he telling you? To finally accept him, to finally to come down that aisle, to accept him and to repent and to be baptized and to continue to follow him to the end of your life. What's he telling you? Is he telling you to take that next step in faith? Or is he telling you to love, to encourage, to be humble? Or is, is he really today in your heart reminding you of an opportunity that you have Maybe you thought, I'm going to talk to this person about God, or I'm going to ask my neighbor to church. Is he, is he saying, remind you of that? Uh, is he telling you about an opportunity to be and to do and with a willing effort? Or is God in your heart today, is he telling you to be serious? Or is he telling you to lighten up? Or is he just reminding you to yearn to learn about him? Wherever it is that God's telling you in your heart, obey and do it today. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, for the opportunities that will come with it. And Lord, we know that uh, with tomorrow may come more opportunities. We ask that you will help us to be ready to give that maximum effort to do what we need to do as Christians and to want to do even more. Lord, help us to obey you. We know what you've instructed us in your word. Help us to want to learn even more about it. Lord, we ask that with our church family, that you will help us to understand the urgency. And then no matter what it is that we have in our lives, Lord, help us to put it off no longer to listen to your word today. We ask all these things in your son Jesus Christ, most precious and holy name. Amen.